Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. The Suicide Soliloquy by Abraham Lincoln Here where the lonely hooting owl sends forth his midnight moans, Fierce wolves shall o'er my carcass growl, or buzzards pick my bones. No fellow man shall learn my fate, or where my ashes lie, Unless by beasts drawn round their bait, or by the ravens cry. Yes, I've resolved the deed to do, and this the place to do it. This heart I'll rush a dagger through, though I in hell should rue it. Hell? What is hell to one like me, who pleasures never knew? By friends consigned to misery, by hope deserted too. To ease me of this power to think, that through my bosom raves, I'll headlong leap from hell's high brink and wallow in its waves. Though devils yell and burning chains may waken long regret, their frightful screams and piercing pains will help me to forget. Yes, I'm prepared through endless nights to take that fiery birth. Think not with tales of hell to frighten me, who am damned on earth. Sweet steel, come forth from out your sheath, and glistening speak your powers. Rip up the organs of my breath, and draw my blood in showers. I strike, it quivers in that heart which drives me to this end. I draw and kiss the bloody dart, my last, my only friend. Excerpt from Abraham Lincoln's Cooper Union Address, February 27, 1860. If slavery is right, all words, acts, laws, and constitutions against it are themselves wrong, and should be silenced and swept away. If it is right, we cannot justly object to its nationality, its universality. If it is wrong, they cannot justly insist upon its extension, its enlargement. All they ask we could readily grant if we thought slavery right. All we ask they could as readily grant if they thought it wrong. Their thinking it right, and our thinking it wrong, is the precise fact upon which depends the whole controversy. Thinking it right, as they do, they are not to blame for desiring its full recognition as being right. But thinking it wrong, as we do, can we yield to them? Can we cast our votes with their view and against our own? In view of our moral, social, and political responsibilities, can we do this? Wrong as we think slavery is, we can yet afford to let it alone where it is, because that much is due to the necessity arising from its actual presence in the nation. But can we, while our votes will prevent it, allow it to spread into the national territories and to overrun us here in these free states? If our sense of duty forbids this, then let us stand by our duty, fearlessly and effectively. Let us be diverted by none of those sophistical contrivances wherewith we are so industriously plied and belabored. Contrivances such as groping for some middle ground between the right and the wrong, vain as the search for a man who should be neither a living man nor a dead man, such as a policy of don't care on a question about which all true men do care, such as union appeals beseeching true union men to yield to disunionists, reversing the divine rule, and calling, not the sinners, but the righteous, to repentance, such as invocations to Washington, 
imploring men to unsay what Washington said, and undo what Washington did. Neither let us be slandered from our duty by false accusations against us, nor frightened from it by menaces of destruction to the government, nor of dungeons to ourselves. Let us have faith that right makes might, and in that faith let us, to the end, dare to do our duty as we understand it. Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where we ought to be, and when we find ourselves in the place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right.